Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, it's comedy in your ears, which we all love. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the About Last Night podcast with my boy, uh, Adam Ray. In Australia, quarantined in a hotel for two weeks, starting to go a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm quarantining for a show for NBC. It's a story about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's life. He's got a pretty cool story. And you'll see it soon on TV, and I'm a part of it. Hey guys, welcome back to the About Last Night podcast, quarantine edition. Oh, got a knock at the door, my food's here. That's one part of this quarantine that has has been nice. Let me just grab that real quick. It's the only time, it's the only time I can open my door. There's actually a sign on my door that says, do not open this door. Um, Why, you ask? Well, because, uh, oh shit, I don't know. They don't want me to get COVID. Australia has done it right. And this is why their cases are down. And this is why when I get out of here on Saturday, uh, which will be Friday, your time, Saturday at midnight, which I guess is, yeah, will be Saturday. Um, I, uh, I'll be able to walk freely like a citizen without a mask and go to the gym and go to the zoo and go to the store and go to the bar and, and be a person, which is where America should fucking be. It's starting to be, but probably shouldn't be yet. But uh, let's not get political. I hope you did vote, though. I hope you exercise your right to, to have a voice. But uh, Australia, fucking damn... Their uh, premier, as they call their uh, their president, did it right and is strict and shut the shit down. And that's why they're back to normal, baby. Australia rules. It does have similarities to West Hollywood and other big cities. You got to go into the outback and get some true Australian, uh, you know, juices going and experiences uh, to really feel like you're in a different country which I am fucking uh, took a 12 hour, no 13 hour flight to New Zealand, had a four hour layover and then a a five hour flight to Brisbane, Australia. The flight was good. Um, Thanks for asking. Had a meal, got kind of drunky. Miles Teller, (laughs) the uh, great actor, one of the best of our generation, I'd say. Scott uh, got the, got the, the, the career that, that I think you want as an actor. You've done drama, you've done comedy, you've done goofy, you've done action, you've done Marvel. It's fantastic for Marvel. Anyway, he's down here in Australia doing a 
a Netflix movie and uh, fuck Whiplash is one of my favorite movies. I remember I went to see that in the theaters with Brent Moore and we were like, holy shit. But Miles is a cool ass kid. I actually interviewed him with Mark Sanchez at the Super Bowl last year for uh, for the podcast I was doing with Mark Sanchez. And uh, and he's the shit, man. And he was on my flight and we kind of locked eyes and reminded each other of, of one another. Me doing it to him. He fucking I know who he is, obviously. And uh, and about five, six hours into the flight, everything kind of shuts down. Not the plane. We didn't fucking start to dive bomb. That would have been terrifying. Although I got to be honest, I was nervous for this flight. Long flights over the water. I get a little more antsy for, but it's a big ass safe plane. The business class seats of these little ass pods. You're very close to each other. That's one thing that you don't realize is, you know, your shit stretches out into a bed, which is nice, but we are fucking compact. So Miles and I uh, are the only ones up at a certain point. Everyone's basically chosen this time to go to bed about four or five hours into the flight. And Miles and I stay up to about the six hour mark. And I get up to walk by and he's the only other one up in our section. And I go, you know, I just tap on the, on the, uh, the knee and I go, yo, my, I go, we're on that name basis. I go, my, what's up, man? Goes, what's up, dude? I go, dude, have you seen this McMillions documentary? Cause I started watching bits and pieces of movies. And I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta do a series. I gotta watch a, something that I can do a bunch of episodes of and, and shit, maybe stay up for 13 hours. So I'm watching this McMillions documentary, which was about the people that rigged the monopoly game that McDonald's put out. And it's fucking bonkers. If you haven't seen it, put it on the wish list of things to view insanity. Cause I remember playing that game as a kid. I remember getting my mom, single mom, single moms love McDonald's cause it's cheap and it's easy it's an immediate mood booster for the kid. Whatever mood you're in, we're going to McDonald's. Fuck yeah. Or we're not going to McDonald's if you keep being a cunt. <laughs> Come on, mom. So uh, this documentary, though, it's crazy, man. People that just said yes to the opportunities of being a fake millionaire. What would you do? It makes you think, what would you do if you were on hard times like that? And I don't know. I would like to think not, but shit. Some of these people just couldn't turn down the possibility of being rich just like that. But um, I start telling him about it and he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. But we start chatting. And then he's like, what are you doing? You go to the bathroom? I was like, hey, easy, man. That's a personal question. No, I was like, no, I'm going to go get a drink. He's like, I'll come with you. And the area between business class and the cockpit is a pretty spacious little area. It's bigger than most little back the, the spots where the, the flight attendants do their business. You know, most planes, it's really tiny, but this was like, it was big and there were two sides and it was just the bar, the bar, the fucking just area where all the food and stuff was, was bigger. So we get cocktails and Miles and I just hang back there for about 30 minutes, just chumming it up, acting like we're at a bar in West Hollywood, fucking living our lives, laughing, telling stories. And at one point she comes over and she's like, you guys gotta, you guys gotta quiet the fuck down. You're so loud. And uh, at one point, he was telling me about how he's going to be best man at his friend's wedding, who at this wedding, the guy who's getting married was best man at his we uh, wedding and crushed the best man speech. So we're talking about speeches and what to do and how much humor and heart to have. And Miles stumbles into the flight attendant seat and <laughs> makes a little noise. And I was like, just hearing any sort of rattling or fucking bonking into anything back there that close to the plane door. It's fucking terrifying. So he hits that. And I immediately 
we're close to the door that exits into the sky. And we just kind of look at each other and start laughing like drunk kids. And I go, dude, if you fall out of the plane, what do you want me to tell your wife? He's like, I'll probably just fall out going, sorry about Fantastic Four. <laughs> and we start laughing. And then she's like, the flight attendant's like, oh, uh, seriously, guys, uh, back to your seat. You're too fucking loud. Is that Australian? Fuck, I keep wanting to do. Here's, they say no worries a lot, which I used to say in middle school. No worries. And they go, no worries. No worries. That's like they're all good. And I love it. Um, so anyway, cool to have Miles on the flight. Um, hopefully we get to kick it when we get out of quarantine. We talked about going to Steve Irwin Zoo together and feeding some kangaroos. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, but great dude. And, um, and that definitely made the uh, trip go by quicker, right? To have any sort of uh, chit chat. And uh, got here, walked right into the hotel. They go, all right, see you in two weeks. <laughs> and then I'm just looking around like, fuck. You know, I got a little kitchen, little bathroom, bedroom. Thank God there's a little patio so I can go out and get some fresh air because that was concerning. A buddy of mine asked me a week into flying to Australia. He goes, so do you, are there windows? And I was like, yeah, are there, I don't know. And thank God there's this little patio and I go out there every day for a couple hours. I drink coffee, I hang out. Uh, I'm across from an apartment complex, like probably 300 feet away where there's just a bunch of windows to look into. So I'll just sit out there and watch people. Sometimes <laughs> there's a couple out there dancing one night and they caught me staring at them. Not like with my hand in my pants, just like glancing over as I'm on my computer, watching videos or FaceTiming with friends and family, which I'm trying to do that a lot as well. I've been really, you know, obviously talking to my fiance and, and, uh, and just trying to connect, you know, and, and take the time to chat with my dad a lot and, and did some Zooms with some buddies. And, and uh, you know, I've had voiceover work to do and auditions and, and doing self-tapes for, for other movies and stuff and, and a couple writing projects I've been putting off that I'm trying to take care of. And finding the routine has been not difficult, but definitely tough to maintain if you don't have... If you don't wake up with like, here's what I'm doing, you know, I got to really lay it out before I go to bed, which I've been doing earlier because I wanted to be on a West Coast time schedule and be able to be awake when the world was working the way I knew it. Um, that sounds like a fucking jewel lyric. <laughs> hey, guys, comedian Adam right here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the About Last Night podcast. Boy, I got to tell you, I've been feeling good lately. And the reason why? Koi CBD. That's right. Back in the game. Feeling like my best self. Look, Koi CBD is the best CBD company in the business. I don't care what you hear from other people, other comics. Koi CDB, CBD. See, I got so much BBD, CBD inside me. I ain't even fucking talking right. You know why? Because I slept well on the Koi CBD gummies. That's right. They've got everything from tinctures to bath bombs to gummies. Uh, they got a skincare line coming soon. They got hand sanitizer during these times. It's very important. So what you want to do, if you want to start feeling like your best self, you want to take some Koi CBD bombs, put them in the bath. Okay. What? Yeah, come on in. Jackson, I'm doing an ad for my podcast. Can you say hi? Hello. Say, I use CBD gummies. I eat CBD gummies. From Koi. From Koi. Koi's the best. Koi's the best. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. I feel like my best self. I feel my best self. Look at these muscles. Look at these muscles. Kiss them. 
If you get Koi CBD right now, you go to KoiCBD.com, promo code about last night, and you get 20% off your first order. That's incredible. Bath bombs, tinctures, skincare, hand sanitizer, gummies. They've got everything. They're my favorite. It's who I use. So start using it for you too. I can't recommend these guys enough. They're homies and all their shit works. Jackson, say 20% off. 20% off. If you use the promo code about last night. If you use the promo code after night. About last night. About last night. Show them those guns again. Kiss them. Enjoy the rest of the episode. What happened to Jewel, by the way? I had a dream about her once. I ran into her at a Whole Foods, and I what happened? I think she fucking cut in front of me and 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 lying or something. I definitely remember waking up being like, "Fucking Jewel, get your shit together." You don't know. How, have you ever been out in public? But uh, but she's great. Obviously, you know, just a staple of the nineties. <clears throat> um, I did. Jules hands once for karaoke and it did not go well I was too fucked up I was in Butte Montana you know the my hands are not my own but they're not yours they are my own and they're not yours they... I kept doing that not yours and like really <clears throat> overly doing the to where eventually I wasn't even saying the words and trying to make fun of it Turns out a lot of people in that bar that night were fans of Jewel. It was like they were all related to her, and they were like, that's not the song, you fucking dick. So um, <clears throat> I got an exercise bike. They brought that up. I got some weights. got a medicine ball. Trying to work out as much as possible. I'll do the bike about 90 minutes a day. It's all my balls can take. Jesus fucking Christ. The exercise bike is not comfy. And this is why I've never been an exercise bike guy. I'm a stair stepper guy. That's why my calves are fucking rock solid. And if I could make money on OnlyFans with my calves, I would. Which maybe I can. I should fucking sign up and just roll the dice. I'm fascinated by people that love feet pictures. Every time I find out another, I think Annie Letterman told me she puts pictures of her feet on there. And I was like, good for you. I don't get that at all. But good for you. Go make the money. <laughs> you know, guys are fucking weird. And people are willing to pay for stuff. Some people have too much money, and so they'll do that. And some people don't have any, and they'll spend it on stuff like that because they're like, fuck, if it all ends tomorrow, let me get a couple of feed picks to jerk off to. Good on you. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a challenge to stay consistent with the routine. And I'll be honest, I wake up some mornings feeling like Groundhog Day, and that's why it's like I got to. I got to just have a game plan, you know? Um, but I got six days left, I believe. Tomorrow's Tuesday. I'm out on s Saturday night. I can do it. It's not that bad. I was talking to Chuck Liddell today, and he uh, was like, I don't know if I could do 14 days. He's like, I don't know if I could do 14 hours. I'm like, you're not wrong. It's definitely, it's, uh, it's a new experience. Champagne problems, though, I guess, right? Because I can order food. They can drop off food, booze. Um, I ordered a, a ring light, um, and, uh, and a microphone. So, you know, but <laughs> being confined to one thing and, and not being able to go outside is a, is a weird feeling. It's prison-esque. Francisco Ramos said to me today, he goes, it's like you're in prison without parole. And I was like, yeah, a little bit, but you know, I've been by myself for a while. You know, I, I, 
I was single for a, a good amount of time. Even when I was dating uh, in serious relationships, I had long distance relationships that you're pretty much by yourself anyway, which was a blessing and a curse because it was great to be able to keep on my schedule and do my work. But obviously the emotional wear and tear after a while uh, becomes cause for concern. But doing the road, stand up, I, you get used to it. You know, I'm good at being by myself if I've got a game plan because like yesterday, I just didn't want to get out of bed. And I had to force myself to. So so that's that. But uh, no weed, which has been kind of a, a bummer. Needless to say, I, uh, I thought about bringing gummies. But I also thought <laughs> if, if I had a dog sniff out my bag at the airport and find some gummies and I got busted and had to tell The Rock, hey, man, um, they found some weed gummy bears in my bag. And you're going to have to recast me. That's not a phone call I want to make. Um, I found out, by the way, when I was at Chappelle summer camp, people have been asking, how did you find out you got the gig? It's crazy. I got the audition for this part, which you'll find out soon of who I'm playing. It's very cool. It's an iconic part. Hasn't been portrayed yet. And, um, and I put the audition on tape and I was like, I should send him a message. He follows me on Instagram. Let me just let him know that I, he's an EP on the show. Maybe it came from him. I don't know. But he watched my tape, apparently, and dug it, passed it around to the rest of the team, the EPs and the network, and they all approved me. And, and uh, you know, I'd left him my number when we exchanged a few Instagram messages back, uh, back in June. You know, I'd, I'd uh, messaged him after uh, the whole Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle thing, and he... Uh, you know, commented on that and started following me. Then I posted one about Gwyneth, Gwyneth coming out with a, an orgasm candle. So I tagged him in that. And then uh, we messaged back and forth uh, on the uh, on the feed. And then I sent him a message being like, you know, about doing the podcast and this and that. And just nothing. Didn't get anything back. And then on my birthday, June 16th, sends me, I get two voice memos pop up. I'm sitting there opening socks for my mom, socially distanced. Excuse me, socially distanced on the patio, opening up socks and two voice memos pop up from The Rock. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's probably his publicist being like, dude, leave this guy the fuck alone. And I hit play and it's like a nine minute voice memo from The Rock saying how much he loves my comedy and how sorry he is <laughs> that he didn't get back sooner and that he never checks DMs. And dude, it was crazy. And uh, I left my number in there and said, let's kick it <laughs> like a dick. And uh, I'm at the Chappelle summer camp, which was a blast in and of itself. Unbelievable. I don't think I've really even talked about that. Um, shout out to Cena, Dave's uh, tour manager. He's uh, been a homie for a while. Jaleel White and I went out there and had a blast, man. Partied it up. Smoked pot with Dave and Talib Kweli and Donna Rawlings and Tiff Haddish and Common. And it was just unbelievable. Watching Dave do his thing. John Mayer came out and, and played with Dave and... Louis C.K. was there doing sets, Sarah Silverman. It was bonkers. They, it's so amazing, the setup they had there. And Dave, at the helm of it, is responsible for so many people in so many moments. And he's so present and so goddamn attentive. He's truly the GOAT. He's my favorite comic. He's my favorite comedian that I have seen live. And he doesn't miss a beat. And he's so... Man, we must have had eight different one-on-one -on -one conversations. Some were five minutes, some were 10 minutes, some were four minutes. 
some were two minutes, <clears throat> but he was always looking me in the eye and, and genuinely interested. And when I got the part, Cena, I told Cena, cause it was, you know, big deal. I was excited. He told Dave and Dave came up and gave me a hug and told me how proud he was and how dope that was. And it was just awesome. And, uh, I feel honored to have seen that world and been a part of that experience. And, uh, I think they're filming a bunch of that stuff for a, for a documentary. So the world can truly see what it was like to, uh, to be at Chappelle summer camp, but I'm, uh, I'm going from the show to the after party with Julio, and I get a text. Hey, it's DJ, parentheses, The Rock. Uh, let me know when you got time to get on the phone tomorrow. I'm like, oh, someone's fucking with me. I did leave my number in the Instagram message, but I've talked about how The Rock is ghosting me on Spade Show and, and podcasts, and someone's fucking with me. I call back. He picks up. He says, give me your best blank impression, and I do it. And he says, congrats, you got the part. And I fucking almost cried while I was taking a poop, <laughs> which would have been the first time that happened. It's a weird contrast of emotions because you're relaxed when you're pooping. So, you know, relaxed, you're heading down the vulnerable road when you're that relaxed. So crying seems natural, but I didn't, I kept it together. I was very fired up. And then we talked for about 30 minutes and uh, it was awesome. We talked like we've been friends for 25 years joked around just the shit he's just the fucking coolest as great as dave Chappelle is the rock is just as cool and just as generous and kind and a real person and it's truly you know to have people at that level and that have that much success and to still be so grounded and and uh, inspired and and to, he, he wanted to make a point to call me and tell me personally that I got the part. And that is so cool because he realized how cool it was for me and he wanted to be a part of that and he wanted to share that and be the, and it was awesome, man. So uh, yeah, got engaged, sent me a bunch of his tequila, Terramana, which is the fucking shit. It's my new favorite tequila, obviously. Terramana tequila, go get yourself some of that shit. Sent us a bunch of bottles, sent us a nice engagement note. And uh, man, I, it's just awesome. It's great to be working during this time, too, because, you know, I've done some club dates and I've got a few coming up in December doing Vegas. Tropicana at the Laugh Factory is uh, going down December 17th to the 20th and stand up live December uh, 25th through the 27th doing a show on Christmas night and then the 26th and 27th. Two of my favorite clubs in the world. And uh, happy to, to be doing some dates. I've done maybe one every two months since things shut down. And it's a game changer because shows are popping up in L.A. These shows on the beach, outdoor, drive-in. It's not the same as being in a club with people. I was just in Portland, third week of September. And it was one of the best weekends I've ever had. Because it was so fun, the crowd, you could tell, was just so thirsty for comedy and a connection. And to be out and to have it safe. And it was. Helium in Portland does a great job of, of having everything wiped and sprayed down and, and distanced. And, and it was great, man. And there's a way to do it safely. And I just need that live response coming at you versus uh, cars, you know. But also, if I had the following that Eliza or Burt Kreischer or uh, Tom Segura had, and they, I'd be out there doing that shit, too. Because, man, they're probably making some sweet cash. And it's uh, you're getting to perform and for a lot of people and and uh, and safely, you know, but 
but I need these these live in-person gigs, and uh, I'm glad there's places that are popping up to try to do it right. Hopefully, more do. We'll see heading into the wintertime. I know outdoor shows are going to be tougher to come by, but um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys miss? These, are, are we still in that place where you go, what do I miss? What, do I, what am I not getting? What am I not doing? I feel like everyone at this point has adjusted. I know my mom and stepdad have been trapped in their house for pretty much the whole time. They took my nieces and nephew uh, out to uh, Snoqualmie Falls and, and did some cool hikes. You got to do that. Everyone, they're, still, they're starting to get more open to the idea of going out a little bit, but still being real safe. And I think that's the move because it's still real. It's still out there. And, you know, if you're older, you're just more susceptible to, to getting hurt by it. Um, but, uh, and you don't want to end up in the hospital. You don't want to end up in the hospital because, you know, we need as, as many of our frontline workers available for, for the, uh, the right reasons. If you do end up in the hospital, don't post a selfie. Hey, don't post a selfie if you're in the hospital, <laughs> unless you're dying. Uh, and I guess what? I did it once and I fucking ha- hate myself for doing it. I deleted it right away <clears throat> because I go, you piece of shit. This is going to get a bunch of likes and comments. And really what it does is everyone just goes, oh, my God, are you OK? And then people don't respond to that. And that's what sucks. It's like, if you're OK, don't post that. If you're dying, post it. Hey, guys. Here's my last post. Thought it'd be a selfie. Here's what I'm eating. It's my last meal. Here's the last person I'm going to see. And try to make something funny and be poignant, maybe inspiring, maybe leave a quote. But not like, you know, you broke your ankle or, you know, you got the chicken pox as a 40-year-old man. And you're like, got the pox, hashtag pox, hashtag hospital selfie, hashtag (laughs) this is 40, you know. It's just the wrong move. Daniel Tosh had a great joke at the improv once. <clears throat> I was uh, on this show. It's a comedy juice show at the Hollywood Improv, I think maybe 10 years ago. And he goes, it was right when selfies were really becoming a big thing. And a lot of people were doing them. And he goes, there should be something on your phone where after you take your 100th selfie, a gun pops out and shoots you in the face. <laughs> And it was dark, obviously, but very funny. Hey, guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day routine that, uh, that makes our lives uh, consistent and awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I've found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time uh, at my own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now. They're specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or relationships, uh, sleeping, which I have a lot of uh, trouble with, trauma, self-esteem. Anything that you share with them is confidential. And guess what? If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time, you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 
U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them. Text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more. Uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some uh, some some additional chats in. Uh, there's broad expertise in the network, which may not uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure. It's convenient. It's professional, and above all, it's affordable. All right, it's truly the most affordable option I found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get ten percent off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash night. Betterhelp.com slash night and get 10% off your first month with promo code night. And now, back to the episode. Been thinking more and more about putting a special out. <clears throat> oh, I am putting together, this is exciting, a Crowdworks special, an album from sets from the last year. I've had some crazy things happen uh, in sets from the last year, and I was able to uh, get all the shows recorded, and I went through hours of uh, shows and found some fucking really great crowd work moments. It's a little bit over an hour, and uh, and I'm going to put it out hopefully before the end of the year. So that's fun because it's, it's, uh, it's the time to be, you know, coming up with content. People are in a, in a point where they want more stuff to listen and watch, which is why shows – got their shit together. Netflix is like, we got to fucking get more stuff up on our site. Uh, RIP Quibi uh, knew that was going to happen. It was the wrong time. And, and you know, fucking the pandemic hurt them. I think they were trying to bank on all people watching stuff on their phones. But, you know, now that we're locked in doors, at least we were, it was everyone still wants to watch TV. But um, yeah, the crowd work album, I'm going to call it. Uh, I'll take it from here which I'm pumped about because I say that a lot when people try to fucking heckle or do stupid shit. Um, but I'm thinking about a special too, because obviously the crowd work album is going to be all improvised material, but man, I've been writing a good amount and, uh, and I still haven't done a special and I, I want to, and I see people trying to do it uh, creatively through the pandemic. And I think there's a way, so stay tuned on that. Uh, I got a cartoon coming out called Doug Unplugs. Coming out on Apple TV November 13th. It's a kid show, but it's fucking hilarious. So check that out. Crossing Sword Season 2, we've been recording for Hulu. Uh, that should come out, um, I think, next year sometime, which is also exciting. Um, and uh, and it's, uh, it's, just, it's just a weird time. I mean, as much as you want to keep saying it and feel like a broken record, <laughs> I just, man, not... Uh, not having the regular routine is, 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 I don't know. You, you try to focus on the positive though. You try to go, well, what am I, what am I doing and what can I do now that I always wanted to do and I didn't do? Well, what can I be focusing on, on myself? What can I improve on myself that I didn't think I was ever going to have time for? I'm really trying to hone in on those things. Being a, uh, a better mate you know, a better life mate, a better uncle, a better brother, better son. How can I do all that stuff and uh, and 
and improve on that. You know, you want to improve on and off stage always. Um, yeah. I've had a couple of friends uh, pass away during all this time, which has been shitty, you know, tragically too. God, tragic deaths. It's clearly the worst way, you know, obviously my stepmom passing from hospice uh, and, you know, had a friend uh, lose a battle to cancer and, you know, one to suicide, but tragic deaths like my boy Joe falling off a roof and another kid fell off an accident from middle school. And that's just like, fuck, there's just no explanation for that. And uh, unfortunately, we those things have to happen for us to get a more perspective, you know, stuff you fall into your day to day. And it's just like, you know, people sweat the small things until something big happens that makes you remember that life is fragile, you know? And uh, I wish those things didn't have to happen, but, um, you know, again, that's why, <laughs> that's why vices exist. That's why booze and weed have probably gone up in sales during this time. I was smoking a good amount of pot while I was back in the States. It's probably good that I didn't bring gummies or haven't found any down here. A buddy of mine who's on the show told me uh, that he's got a guy but I'm like, fuck, man, I should just try to write it out. My voice has been feeling better. Um, you know, a little groggy some mornings because I take uh, I took a few extra equal gummies there and I had a dream. I was a gummy bear fucking a gummy worm. That's not true. Um, but I, I do feel it if I if I don't get proper rest, I feel it at 38. Like I feel in good shape and I feel, you know, I don't feel fucking 25, but. I was telling my fiance, I go, it's weird. I, I, in my twenties, I was, you know, at like 20, 28, I was like, Oh fuck. I hope I didn't actually bring weed into my backpack on the flight. And then at 38, I'm like, I hope I have enough thumbs for a 45 minute flight. <laughs> this, this is a long journey. What if my stomach starts acting up? Um, I miss my dog pickles. Obviously didn't realize how much I'd miss her until I was this far away from her. But, uh, God damn, she's so cute. She's been in heat, which if you haven't seen a dog in heat, <laughs> let me tell you, you're missing out. She was bleeding. We had to put a diaper on her, which was cute. But she started humping my fiance's arm. She, you know, she would just let dogs sniff the fuck out of her when I was taking her outside for walks. There's this one dog in the uh, building and the woman goes, uh, this dog was sniffing pickles. Hoo-ha quite a bit my dog pickles or cavapoo this dog was sniffing her uh her, her lady parts and the woman goes that's oh, weird stan is the name of her dog which is a weird name for a dog that's an old guy who's like a stan's like the name of a you know eminem sings about stan stan's like the guy who runs a pool hall who's like yeah you know you got the kids coming in here playing pool knocking around some eight balls doing eight balls fingering each other in the bathroom you know he had a chicken tenders to the menu Right. It's just all over the place. So she goes, Stan usually doesn't like uh, girls. I go, oh, really? She goes, yeah, Stan's gay. I go, how do you know your dog's gay? She goes, the way he prances. <laughs> the way he prances, she knows he's gay. Hilarious. And then I go, well, Pickles has that magical pickle pussy. To which she said nothing. And then said, come on, Stan. And then they went back inside. So if you're wondering how to get your neighbor to shut down and end the conversation say well it's probably because she's got that magical pickle pussy 
Magical Pickle Pussy. Say it 10 times fast, and you win a free jar of Laffy Taffy. Um, so Pickles had been in this diaper, bleeding, and just humping arms. And I told my fiance, I was like, boy, I just humping arms and getting sniffed on and, you know, just, I feel like we're two days away from busting on her sitting in the bathtub, smoking a cigarette, watching some filthy TV, being like, get out of here. <laughs> I am who I am. But uh, we don't want her to have puppies. We do because they'd be adorable. But, you know, that's just, that's more responsibility. Can't have that yet. So I think her surgery is like December 10th. And uh, yeah, and then she'll get fixed, which you got to do, you know, you got to do it. And maybe, you know, if and when I have kids, then maybe I'll join Pickles and, uh, and get the uh, vasectomy, which I think, and I don't know for sure, is when they, they don't chop your balls off, right? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I don't even know if girls pee out of their butt or not. I don't think they do. So they chop. What do they do to a guy for a vasectomy? Do they just they do they take one of the balls? Do they cut off your urethra? What happens? I honestly don't know. I'm not going to Google it because I don't want that in my history. But it I know it's not pleasant. I know it's something with like a snip. It's a snip and a snap. Oh, man. But you got to do it. I think my brother-in-law got one. And he's a hardcore rapper. So that's, you know. If a rapper can get a vasectomy, <laughs> sounds like an awful limerick. If a rapper can get it, or like an SAT question, <laughs> a rapper getting a vasectomy is like, <laughs> man, I did, uh, I did go down a little bit of a rabbit hole the other day of animal attack videos. It's a great way to pass the time. You know, they were close. It was like close calls. So it was like a cheetah, like almost ripping a guy's head off. Did you see the video of the guy who was getting chased by the mountain lion? That was fucking terrifying. I was scared watching that being like, oh, not going on a hike anytime soon. I Because, you know, the one time, the, the, the second time I did mushrooms, we went out to Will Rogers State Park. Myself and six guys from my fraternity giggled our asses off, cried, had a lot of clarity. It was to this day one of the best days of my life. We're down there in the creek. My friend Nova's bouncing around in his galoshes, just stomping in the creek. And we're like, Nova, what are you doing? He's like, I got to soak up as much creek as possible. You never know when it's going to be creek season again. We're all just dying laughing, talking to bugs. I'm listening to Dave Matthews band before these crowded streets and a Walkman, having all this clarity about breaking up with my girlfriend from high school at the time. It was unreal, right? But laughing so much. And, uh, and I remember walking out and seeing all these signs that said, like, beware of mountain lions, Lyme disease, and ticks. And I was like, hey, guys, did anyone see that sign on the way in? And I was like, no. And I was like, fuck. Start checking for ticks. Thanking our lucky stars we didn't get fucking confronted by a mountain lion on mushrooms. I mean, there's nothing scarier. If a bug, if a daddy long legs was giving me panic attacks because of its views on global warming, not because of its size or uh, creepy crawliness. Uh, a mountain lion would just probably put me over the edge I, and I probably would have started running and then you get tackled and then you're just getting eaten on mushrooms. Is there anything worse? I mean, for sure, like drowning on mushrooms while you're getting eaten by a mountain lion. Um, but uh, 
yeah, this guy was having a tough time getting away from this mountain. It just wouldn't stop following the guy, which is really scary. Cause after a while you're just like, you're backing up and he was taping the whole thing too, which was brave and awesome. But I just kept thinking like, what if he just, if the can't, like he's backing up, I didn't know if he was turning around behind him. I was just waiting for him to like bump into another mountain lion and then he would fall down and the phone would like somehow face him to where you'd see both mountain lions just start going to going to town and just eating them like hometown buffet style. You know, when you go to a buffet and you haven't eaten like all morning and you're fucking starved and you're super high and you're like, you just go straight for the ice cream at like 10 a.m. Oh, man, the good old days. <laughs> what I wouldn't do to go to a, a buffet right now. That's how much of the outside world I miss. Um, well, shit, that's it. That's the update. It's not all that bad in quarantine. I got as much uh, stuff to keep me busy as I as I could hope. I wish I could get a massage because my fucking neck and shoulders are killing me. But uh, but other than that, you know, surviving. Um, I hope you guys are are happy and healthy wherever you are. And I hope you're, uh, you know, during all this time, obviously, you know, everyone's got a different financial situation and it's it's tougher on more people than it is uh, easier. And uh, I hope you're you're finding ways to come together and find silver linings in this, because that is uh, when you get pushed against the wall like this, you have to do that. There's only two options. It's either you 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 sink or you uh, you swim. Right. And uh, that's been a challenge for me. But um, I've always been a glass half full guy. And I think I'm doing a better job of. Uh, <clears throat> of, um, you know, finding uh, things to be thankful for. And family's been one of them. So um, I've got a friend right now who's really dealing with it uh, health-wise with uh, her mom being real sick. And, uh, and man, it's, it's put that in perspective. You know, my folks are on the uh, older side and I try to talk to them as much as possible. And I miss them like crazy. And you just realize that, we only got a little bit amount of time on this uh, this earth and you got to just soak it up and you got to try to smile as much as you can smile through the bullshit. That's one thing I love about stand up comedy and comedy in general. It's really allowed me to not ever get that bummed out because I get conditioned to if I do, if something bad happens or I get real bummed out, I I try to let myself sit in it, but not dwell in it, you know, feel it, but don't let it uh, consume you. And uh, again, that's easier said than done, but um you know, you got to allow yourself to feel down because then it's you, you, you understand what it's like to be, uh, to be on top of your emotions, right. And get control back. And, and when you feel how low you can get and get out of it, you don't want to go back to that. Right. So it, uh, kind of pushes you to, to develop a thicker skin for the, uh, for the negativity that is all around us. Well, I wanted that to be a more <laughs> fucking positive ending, but, you know, just keep on smiling. Keep on smiling through the bullshit. Um, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Some exciting stuff on the horizon with the podcast. So I appreciate you uh, sticking with us. Sue Bird is making her third appearance. Four-time WNBA champ and legend Sue Bird coming back on the pod this week. Uh, probably going to put that bonus up at uh, – bonus episode up on thursday but uh, make sure you're subscribed on itunes spotify wherever you get it uh, tell your friends and fam and uh 
so fucking late. Was it two in the morning in Seattle? If you want some macaroni and cheese? I can send it to you. Um, but uh, of course, my album "Read the Room" and "Songs for the People" are on Spotify and Amazon. The full thing to watch: "Read the Room" on YouTube and uh, Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. AdamRayComedy.com for all my Adam Ray and ALN podcast merch. There's a lot of dope merch up on the website. Hoodies, uh, hats, beanies, sweats, t-shirts, some really dope shit. So go there, get it, and uh, and we'll see you soon. All right? Be safe, guys. I love you. Talk to you soon.